Although there is one person you haven't treated yet. I guess we should start with the physical. Oh, how I long for the touch of your nozzle. But our pieces are so different. Ears are complicated. But how will we... We're just gonna have to wing it. Strange new takes. I'm your host Nash Karnik, and with me, longing for the touch of an exocom's nozzle, are Adam Bowman. <laughs> Not me. Not me. Uh, but yeah, I'm on this podcast. Who <laughs> 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 this bacon? <laughs> so, oh, welcome gosh. to Strange New Takes. Today, we're sharing a recap of the seventh episode of season three of Lower Decks. Called a mathematically perfect redemption, which I feel is very detached from the plot. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, well, if you're not already turned off for, from this episode, uh, please follow us on social media at Strange New Takes on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, tell your friends about the podcast and uh, just give a five star rating on Apple Podcasts as well. That helps people find us. And, as usual, if you haven't watched this episode, make sure to watch it. This one in particular, because if you don't watch the thing, it's so out there that I don't think you're going to be able to gather from our review just the outrageousness of this one. So, make sure you watch it before you, you listen to this podcast. And just be warned that we also tend to spoil a bunch of other Star Trek stuff as well. Alright, well, hey, before we get into the episode this week, guys, did y'all watch the New York Comic Con trailers that dropped? Yeah, absolutely did. Uh, uh, one of those uh, videos I watched uh, maybe three or four times. So let me guess the Picard one. Yeah, I I like that. Um, I mean, I've been a little bit lukewarm on Picard in, in general, but it feels like uh, for season three, they're just giving up. And uh, this is the fan service one. And <laughs> I'm totally fine with that. Like, just give me every single TNG character, throw in a whole bunch of ships for no reason. And uh, yeah, let's let's get like the, the cool parts of the enemy enemy vessels we've, we've had. But like uh, Nemesis was shitty. And yeah, let, let's just let's let's redo those things. But like better this time. Yeah, right. We are, uh, we also got, so, so yes, we had the TN, uh, not TNG, could be a TNG trailer, really, where it was a Picard trailer, and we got to see some, let's just say some longtime villains from TNG returning yes. at the end of it, a couple of them, we saw a familiar ship, perhaps, or a, uh, another iteration of, of it, yep. uh, back as well, um, and Worf has some interesting character development that I thought was fascinating. Not sure about uh, the I can't believe it's not Shinzon character, or maybe that's <laughs> I can't believe it's not Nero, or whatever you want to call it. But let's uh, let's keep an open mind to that. Um, we also got a Prodigy trailer where we got to see that Captain Jellico is going to return, uh, or maybe it's Admiral Jellico at this point as well. I didn't catch that. Yeah, uh, yeah I did. Yeah. I wasn't so excited that I watched that one like four times. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got that. And then we got a Discovery trailer, which... Eh, eh, it, yeah. 
It's okay. Yeah. yeah. Rudy, have you watched these trailers? No, I've not. And, and, and yeah, now you guys have done a good, um, a PR job of making me go, want to go watch them immediately after this podcast. Um, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting time for, uh, for TNG fans. Yeah. Yeah. Either, either they come out of this with like pitchforks and like, torches to like burn down everything star trek has created or it's like very meaningful i don't know which one it's gonna be but like <laughs> man they are touching some live wires in this third season let's just put it that way yeah yes anyway. they are. uh i, yeah, I do want to make one audio note before we go on uh i have roofers that are re-roofing the house right next to me and because i live in a city they're maybe seven feet from me so uh if you hear some banging that's what's going on <laughs> Don't lie. You're just you're just banging away at the exocomp that you've got under the table. Over there. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I, I was just gonna say that hey, it's okay. As lower deckers, one should be you know comfortable with people hitting like hull plates above you and like refitting hull plates. But okay, yeah, there we go. No, That's... I went there, man. I went there. All <laughs> yeah. right, all right. We're we're on time timetable for this episode, so we do have to get moving. Uh, this week, we're, as as Rudy mentioned at the top, we're talking about a mathematically perfect redemption, the seventh episode of the third season of Lower Decks. It's first aired on sixth October, twenty twenty two. Was written by Ann Kim, directed by Jason Zurek, and its in universe dates are unknown. Um, we always start our episodes with our strange new take. So, who's got a strange new take for me? I'll go. Um, gonna have a strange new take on 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 you guys' um, commentary on the on the Picard um, um, the advertisements or whatever. But you asked me explicitly, so I'll skip on that. I I really do wonder what I have a soft spot for TNG. I know some of the other podcasters here have. Um, Picard has scarred me um over the last few seasons and. And I, I am anxiously, <laughs> what happens, um, grew up with PNG. Anyways, so my, my strange new take in general is going to be, uh, there's an interesting movie called Spacewalker. Um, it's on Amazon Prime. It's about uh, Alexei Leonov's uh, spacewalk, first spacewalk by human ever. It's strangely not available in Russian. It's only available in in. Uh, English dubbed. I don't know why. Came out in 2017. I have <laughs> it has anything to do with trying to build US Russian relations, which are obviously a black bad place right now. But it has it has some interesting call outs. It's it's kinda a little bit like the you know, the the Russian equivalent of right stuff. Some interesting tales in there. Uh the spacewalk wasn't as simple as one would have thought it would be, so Maybe just give it a watch. And my take for this episode is, um, wow, they were making fun of so many things. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting into that. Like so much uh, lore in, in different parts of sci-fi. I will keep mine short and simple by just saying just keeping it a track i'll skip my general take for this week and just say what the fuck you guys <laughs> what did we just watch <laughs> like what in the ever-loving fuck was that do, do you think there was like a uh, show man was like, it's so good 
do you think there were like two episode options and this one was just like a comic one that they were going to all joke about at like an after party but then somebody switched it at the last minute and this one went out instead i don't know but i guess it was hard to top like being at deep space 9 with kira and and quark <laughs> so like they were like why even try let's have a bird having a sex with exocomp <laughs> or somebody lost a bet about like you can't make a more inappropriate episode like like ஆமா uh so going to get four more chickens uh coming soon uh so excited about that uh for the episode itself um uh i i don't know that i would have called it her her nozzle uh what i was thinking of was uh, a callback to uh uh mass effect and calling it an emergency adduction port uh, i feel like that's a, another way of uh talking about whatever that bit on the end is of the exocomp so um <laughs> uh yeah oh, uh, my God, man. spending too much time thinking about exocomp anatomy <laughs> I, i'm glad rudy joined us adam i don't even know what the two of us alone would have done to this episode oh my God. yeah i'm like wait I, i'm surprised like rudy is here you're <laughs> we're Behave. so off the rails it feels like it's just you yeah <laughs> all right so here's the episode summary from memory alpha a wayward starfleet ensign struggles to find a path to redemption yeah yeah let's go yep. with that Yep. Uh and I guess the Moby Dick was an adorable story about a fisherman and his favorite fish. So <laughs> Anyway, um so in this episode it's kind of unique for Lower Decks. We pick right up at the end of the previous uh not not of the previous episode but one from quite a while back, the season 1 finale in no small parts. And initially we see Peanut Hamper being left behind, abandoned. uh which is you know kind of a dick move uh by the titan and the and the cerritos but i guess they had more important things to to worry about uh and they didn't precisely know where peanut hamper had transported herself so so they didn't scan from her and she was left behind in the wreckage where she made a friend for herself sophia yeah definitely had some yeah. wilson vibes going on there yeah it isn't do you, were you just trying to uh introduce like sexual terms into conversation or do you really think it was a dick move uh notch because she kind of like she kind of went it was almost like a you know desertion right <laughs> so i don't 100% that... 100% 100% and we never thought we'd see her again when that when that happened and here we are yeah and i and i like they they went back and 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 you know tried to build a story around her and it it was it was quite shocking the way she left but comical as well and and so the, the first 5 minutes or so and she's sort of like full of herself but also lost and and lonely but still full of herself and you know when push comes to shove she kind of like it, 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 even with that even with that i forget the name that you mentioned but even with that make believe exocomp doll um which she quite uh gladly sacrificed for herself the fear right um yeah. so yeah so i mean let, let's just cut to the chase on one point Pina Hamper is an asshole. I found her utterly awful. Like she's just so bad. Like throughout the whole thing she's so unlikable. 
Um, and yeah, I, I just was not great uh, at, at empathizing with her, you know? Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if we were really... Sp- the, I, I guess maybe they, they wanted us to, like, uh, empathize with her for, like, the, the five minutes or so of the episode, like, <laughs> right? Uh, maybe three quarters of the way through that we're like, oh, well, may- maybe she's, like, learned a lesson or something like that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Is that it? Are they trying to, like, personify some, like, types of people in reality who are... You know, you just invest a lot in them and, and they kind of feel selfish and then they f- feel like they're t- turning a corner. <laughs> but no, and then you're like, oh my God. Because they did that like yeah. two or three times throughout. I, I very much hope I don't meet someone like this. So. Seriously. <laughs> okay, good. So you've not, right? You've not. Yeah. N- none of us have, I guess, so far. I, no, I don't think so. Um, Peter Hamper, by the way... Uh, Voiced by Kether Donahue, who's done a ton of different voice acting and acting. She's been in Pitch Perfect. She was in the TV show You're the Worst. So she's done a bunch of stuff. And she was the voice of Peanut Hamper in the other episode she has appeared in as well. Um, Peanut Hamper very quickly ends up on the planet Ariolus, which was named for exactly one reason. Um, to give Boimler some wordplay later in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. And Rudy, you mentioned earlier in your change you take this episode makes fun of a lot of tropes. I think the one that um that it 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 kind of harkened back to me was the episode of Voyager. I think it's like season one where they meet that species that has the little like circles on their heads that they wear and they have like a point-to-point transporter technology that allows them to travel very great distances immediately. But then the 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 people in the who are who are in in on that planet refuse to give the technology to um to yeah. voyager and then yeah. harry has this like little love harry and janeway both have this kind of like sort of pseudo love relationship with somebody on the planet as well but i think that's what this was trying to kind of make fun of do you guys feel the same way or do you have other things that y'all noticed I think I, I think that sounds pretty spot on. I, I didn't catch that connection, but yeah, that 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 episode has one of the most famous lines in Star Trek for me. Um, that that same dude, um, the Janeway dude, is like, "You're vile and vicious," or something like. Yeah, that. and he says it in a very funny accent. You're violent and vicious. You must leave now. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for taking me back there. I I generally felt that there was. I don't know if it's because of the release of Avatar coming up, but there was definitely, uh, you know, a take on that um, with the whole like shaman and leader and you will do as I say and train this person and trust me. Um, the whole uh, sky snake thing. Um, <laughs> a snake, not not a sky snake because everything flies. Um is and this is a bit of a, a I wouldn't call it a spoiler, but it is a take on on um this short series that Bill and I like called uh, Raised by Wolves sci-fi series. So there is there is a call out there, um yeah and and yeah so those are the two main ones that I got um I, yeah I'll, I'll just stop there. There's there's a lot of comedy that yeah I, 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 everything I love on this planet the flies. Everything on this planet flies, and they all have beaks. Like, the pigs have beaks, the goats have beaks, everything has a beak. And and whenever these guys, like, 
you know, have their, do their lovemaking, there's a bunch of, like, flying tortoises that get alarmed and leave. <laughs> yeah, turtle doves. Like, happens uh, multiple yeah. times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, okay. So, then we get introduced very quickly to Raw Dog, or as he is actually named in the episode, Raw Dog. <laughs> Peanut butter, peanut hamper, calls him getting that she says she's getting some major village bad boy vibes from Rod. Oh my god, which is accurate. I mean, I agree with her there. Um, and then she tells she tells she tells off that that lady ladybird. Yeah. That you know, listen, I'm not, I'm not going for your guy or something like that. But that's funny. She, yeah, she, she, the the other, I, I like character doesn't even have a a name. It basically says, um, female Arior on on Memory Alpha. Also, by the way, while we're talking about them, uh, Rada played by Harry Shum Jr., who's who's had roles in Glee, in Crazy Rich Asians. Uh, his dad is also Caltorus uh, play, is played by James C who's had roles in Kung Fu Panda, Avatar, the not not the movie, the the TV show about the airbender and a bunch of other stuff. And then finally the uh the female Arior is played by Lauren Tom who's also had a previous uh, appearance on Lower Decks. I just want to point out all the area are played by Asian actors. I don't know if that was like an intentional thing. It seems like it was three different actors and they're all Asian actors. But uh, just something to note uh, in 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 the performances here. Um, and well, specifically, we very quickly get to Broda and um, Peanut Hamper raw dogging it a little bit. Um, <laughs> God. Which I mean, it's in. A, we have to talk about this. This is this scene is the reason I cannot watch this episode again. I'm not saying it was bad. I just can't. Like the cringe is too much. I just cannot do it again. I mean, they they warn you, right? They they start off by warning you where she's like, you know, sing to me, and he starts like cacawing in this really audible manner, and he doesn't stop it. And you know, from that point onwards, it's not going to get better. Um, I actually was. I'm not familiar with the uh, avian <laughs> genitalia, so uh, I was wondering if they if they no, will no, you know, educate this audience. No, no, we are not audience. talking about avian genitalia. <laughs> I, 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 no. I was wondering if they educate. <laughs> no bird dicks, man. We're not talking about bird dicks here. That's not gonna fucking. I was like, is, it, is there gonna be some education? You know, it being an anime, but no, they they stuck the mechanical uh, stuff. Uh, the, no, they're the leaving camera that part for were... prodigy, man. They're leaving that part for prodigy. Uh, the camera angles were very uh, very specific, and they always had. Um, Rada in the foreground. Oh my god! Oh my and, god! And at least oh. they 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 left one. Yeah, the, that left left that one thing to the imagination, and then they very tastefully turned him into a heart uh, when he he folded his <laughs> wings uh, behind the waterfall. So, oh oh my god! I forgot about that part. Oh no! And this is this is the first reference to my knowledge in Star Trek about having different genitalia and he says at one point i don't know if our pieces match uh <laughs> I, it, actually you're you're wrong there uh the earlier reference to genitalia that i recall is in uh season one of discovery 
uh, when uh, Lorca says to, uh, I, f- I forget her name, she became the chancellor uh, of the Klingon Empire, uh, said, you don't even, ha- he doesn't have an, even have the right number of uh, parts or something like that. Oh, which, that's right. Which confirmed that Klingons have two penises, which was further confirmed by, <laughs> uh, we saw a guy in the last episode of the first season uh, uh, peeing with two streams, so... Uh, there we go. I have an unfortunate uh, recollection of us talking about this before. Yeah, yes, yes, we have. <laughs> me too. Me too. Well, I mean, Laura, I, I cannot see Mike. I, I could have predicted there was going to be a conversation about this when Lordex started. Mike McMahon couldn't help himself. So, uh, and you can you can tell me if we're fortunate for that. Um, yeah. So they sleep with one another, and then Rorda reveals the secret of the Arior, which is that they were actually the Zindi Avians. No, wait, they weren't. But they they did have. <laughs> they were a warp based civilization before. Uh, turning back against technology and forsaking their use of technology, which that's also a sci-fi trope, right, guys? Like, I mean, it's been in other sci-fi before, like such as, uh, yeah, insurrection, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but there's, there's also I forget. There's a I'm trying to remember. There's a sci-fi series that I was reading recently that had, and I can't remember which book it was, where basically they discover the ruins of a of a massive technological civilization underneath like this like more medieval rural one and i can't remember now and i i bet there's been an episode of star trek 2 that has this kind of thing i'm gonna go look and if there's a, the, a reddit canon connections post on this uh i i, I yeah I, I feel like there might have been some uh let's see i think there's some voyager episodes where there are some post-nuclear societies and whatnot right uh, so it might you might be thinking one of those. Um, yeah. Okay. Thank thank you, Siri. <laughs> <laughs> Peanut Hamper wants to help you out. Sounds <laughs> terrible. Uh, yeah. Right. Okay. All right. So um, let's 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 keep let's keep moving. Um, which is that first of all, the the village is attacked, and. Peanut Hamper springs into action. Wait, 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 before we go there. The next immediate scene is the passage of time, which is shown with the seasons, a la Notting Hill. And then you have Peanut Hamper marrying Rhoda. <laughs> and there's no, and she has a little beak that's been made for her. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's uh, the, the other area or seems to be okay with all of this happening. Nobody seems to be like, what the fuck? Yeah, they, they got that I mean, all out us, in, like, right? the first that's... five minutes. <laughs> yeah, the WTF is just us, uh, the people watching. Everybody else is like... Which, I mean, this is making fun of the, like, again, the Star Trek trope of, like, you've met for, like, five minutes on some, like, this, you know, Starfleet and some random people on some planet, and they're, like, in lo- madly in love immediately. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, yeah, let me try and make us take a... <laughs> Figure out a serious take to this. Is this, you know, making fun of, you know, uh, first world people, um, you know, going out into these exotic lands and, you know, trying to help the locals. And here I have, oh, that's very simple. I have a replicator and I have a tricorder and I can like help you and save you. And um, that's really easy. And, and do you think it's it's got... A little bit of that or a lot of that and it, it and the locals are like always in awe like 
unnecessary and unbelieving awe. And I'm trying to see if this points to any lessons in reality. <laughs> I mean, get, get, getting lessons out of this episode might be a generous take. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we... Um... No, no, no. It sounds like peanut hamper and helping people or helping. Nah. No, no lessons here other than don't be an asshole. Um. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right though. There have been many episodes of Star Trek where like our star, Starfleet people like find themselves on a planet of people who have no access to technology, and suddenly they're like magicians with their. With their technology. Um, and here, I mean, Peanut Hamper saves Kaltoras, who's like ready to die. He's like, Rada, you are now in charge. Oh, I'm good now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's no a longer... reference... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I was like, there's a reference to where she's like, she's willfully breaking the prime directive. Um, we find out later on. And she's like, oh, ancient civilization with higher technology below. So I guess I didn't end up breaking the prime directive. Yeah, because she she fully didn't care at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I was oh. I was gonna be like, oh my god, we there's gonna be people complaining about the prime directive, and then they they explicitly address it. It was great. I thought that I thought that, that made sense. It like cut some uh, some of the complaining out. Well, I, I yeah. I mean, I think I think they could have still gone without it because we we sort of established that she's a terrible character and. Uh, the worst uh, punishment that Starfleet, except uh, unless you go to, uh, 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 forgot the name of the planet that's in the cage. Uh, unless you go there, the most harsh pun punishment that the Federation gives you is sending you to New Zealand uh, to work in a penal colony. Um, I, I guess in the original series, they also uh, routinely re-educated people uh, by wiping their personalities. So, uh yeah. Well, in this case, being sent to a penal colony wouldn't help because Peanut Hamper was already getting sent to Rada's penal colony quite a lot from the looks of things. Oh my god. Sorry. I had to go there. I, I apologize. What can I say? This episode is just that <laughs> ridiculous. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, well, so this episode also marks the return of the Drukmani captain. Do you guys remember this dude? With the with the eye patch from the episode Terminal Provocations with Badgie. I I did not, but uh, once you said that they had been here before, the I guess the characters do look familiar to me. Yeah, this is this is this was like I don't remember the, this is the, the time that like they they were like like uh, Freeman was was um, introducing herself to the to the to an alien, and he's just like told her to fuck off in foul language and i was like oh oh my god oh, okay lower yeah. decks is gonna is going is gonna be like this uh so that that's uh so, so it's the same character who's, who's doing salvage which they fight the villagers peanut butter rises to rescue the the villagers by fighting the drukmani and then twist of twist kind of like last week's twist actually is like the drukmani reveal that they were actually invited there they're not they're not invading at all and it was peanut butter all peanut hamper all along yeah i think they even say it was peanut butter all along uh I, th at some point someone calls her the wrong name um <laughs> yep yep um i can't stop saying peanut butter it's it's just too in deeply ingrained in me 
so so did y'all did y'all see this coming did y'all know that this was gonna that this was gonna be the way the episode ends that it was uh it was peanut hamper all along uh no, no, I, I, I think I, I thought that there really was going to be a, a redemption and then maybe bringing the character back. But uh, once I saw the re-betrayal, then it was like, oh, we're going to end up in the uh, the computer prison. Uh, so, yeah, not not it wasn't predictable for me, but it, it, there were certain points where I was able to then look into the future. <laughs> I thought I saw the end of Peanut Hamper when that like ship or tree or something collapses on her and she's like done for but uh, mm. kind of re-emerges yeah right um i will say that it got me completely off guard i was not i did not know at all like i thought she was actually having some like they were actually redeeming her character a little bit so that the whole thing did just been like nope she's just a complete asshole i was like whoa what this is insane. And so I, I was caught off guard completely. And then to see Rada crying and her making fun of him for crying. Oh, my God. They went completely in the other direction. She's completely irredeemable. Um, it was very raw. Yeah. Oh, and, my and God. With... Here's the thing, right? Like with with Tendi also, like they're they're kind of like the the Cerritos is kind of viewing the whole attempted, you know, rescue and or whatever the salvaging of the situation with with Peanut Hamper piloting that shuttle and and uh, which seems a little extreme, right? If you're gonna if you're gonna like go ahead and be an idiot, why would you take so much risk? Um, but but all that happens, I I don't know. I I still feel it's like like poking fun at this whole thing of like you know there's good in everyone and and you know mm-hmm. we, everybody's redeemable so there's some lessons in there um i guess you you need to know when to call it quits and and you can't really help everyone maybe both both in terms of individual people and like cultures who you think you're better than i don't know what do you think I think you're grasping to find a lesson in this episode and I really think my fan wasn't going for one. Uh, but sure, yeah, I think you're right fundamentally in the principle you're, you're talking about. Um, I think the lesson here is that uh, I think Mike McMahon's lesson here would be about pieces and bits and uh, nozzles and that's about it. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, I think I think like it is it is good for us to kind of get to flip I, I think it's good for us to flip these conventions in star trek where there's always like you know there's there's a bad guy who comes through at the end i think it's like isn't it an insurrection one of the the sona like turns at the end and like is reintegrated into the baku or whatever. yeah and are and, you are you uh insulting damar is that what you're doing there we go. That's that's the other character who has a change of heart later on, and there's there's some like there's examples all over the place. Like this is <clears throat> typical convention, right? Like you show like this is the bad guy, but actually at the end he's been convinced 
to be good. And in this case, Peanut Hamper is just exploiting the Arior to try and make up a story to get back in his Starfleet's good graces. Um, ridiculous. And she gets, as you were saying, Adam, she gets put into the computer prison. Which is kind of interesting because, so in the first episode where she appears, um, she it's, it's the episode where we find out about those old scientists because of the, the computer Landrew. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah and and so that that was that was the no the episode no small parts is where we get introduced to the evil computer landrew but at the end of this episode we get called back to another evil computer that lord x has encountered agamus played by jeffrey combs who returns for this episode um and now i mean for sure right agamus and peanut Hamper are gonna break out yeah we're, we're gonna get him in one of the uh future seasons or uh doing something because unlike Maybe Agamus, not. Peanut Hamper has like can like move things and fly around. Yeah, but, but maybe not because they're surrounded by dozens of similar-minded idiots. So it, it almost like they ended on a note where it looks like uh, they're so full of themselves, each and every one of them, <laughs> they're just gonna cancel each other out. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah that, that'll be what happened is 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 uh, Peanut Hamper will betray the person that she's betraying everybody with. And we'll end up ruining the plan or whatnot. Uh, but yeah, are you guys are you guys excited to ever see Peanut Hamper again? I think I think I'm fine leaving it. Uh, I I like. Uh, it's hard for them to top what they did <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> yeah, or sing below, whichever way you look at it. Uh, yeah, I think the problem is if they bring her back, there's gonna be this precedence of this. Uh, inappropriateness or whatever you call it so uh that that will lend to the writing a little bit so in that sense uh maybe not but i'll be i'd be happy to see uh, uh failed uh ai uh try to come back again in some form or the other you can team up with landrew i yeah um i think i i am honestly i'd be fine with seeing agamus back but peanut hamper is just very annoying to me as a character now like just I feel like, you know, at a certain point, there are some characters that I get just so tired of them being, like, irredeemably bad. This, so this is this is the episode I have with the trilogy of sci-fi books that's, like, critically acclaimed called The Blade Itself. Have you guys read this? No. It's it's no. it's grimdark sci-fi, so it's, it's pretty, like, and I would say, like, this is, like, grimmer and darker than most. And where 99% of the characters are horrible, like, awful. And, and there's nothing redeemable about them. Some of them are memorable and really cool. Like, don't get me wrong. It's very, very, like, it's a beautifully, like, crafted world in its in its brilliance. But afterwards, I was just like, I don't like any of these people. And I don't care what happens to them or their little planet. I just want everything to go away out of my life. And not, I don't want to read their, that book anymore. I can't say I feel quite as strongly about Peanut Hamper. But that's kind of how I, like, in, in that direction, you know, directionally, that is that is how I feel about her. Yeah, that 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 does I that gets a little hard for me too with with certain shows like uh, I loved Battlestar Galactica, but there was definitely certain parts where we were like, I hope the silence kill kill everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's I felt like that with Breaking Bad at times throughout the series. So I see what you're saying, but here's a plot proposal for y'all. You know, a la Cisco and and Quark getting you know stranded somewhere. How about a peanut hamper, uh, Tendi and Rutherford, like these 
she's on the opposite end of the spectrum as compared to attendee and Rutherford in, in you know being nice and all of that. So being stuck somewhere, stranded somewhere, uh, and they're they're continuously trying to take you know salvage the situation, and she's continuously being selfish and. I, I mean, I, I feel like we've already had that episode. Like that—that's what the first episode with with Peanut Hamper was. Was uh, I think she was paired up with the, at least with Tendi, but I think the two of them. Uh, so I, I, it just it it feels like we're not going in a new direction with that, and yeah, yeah. I mean, now we've had two episodes of let's see you if this exocomp turns good at the end, and no, oh no, the twist is that she's not. She's just horrible. So. Maybe, but it's like one of those they'll they'll try for the fool me once, shame on you, shame on, shame on mm. you. Uh, not gonna get fooled again. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I said that out loud recently, and nobody knew what I was talking about. And then I realized, shit, everyone here was born after like nineteen ninety eight. Crap. Oh, that, that's not popular anymore? The fool me once and fool me twice thing? I, I literally think these people don't know the reference. I don't think they I don't think they had enough consciousness during the Bush years to like remember any of it. And it's kind of frightening to meet people like that. Because <laughs> like, you know, my formative years were the fucking Bush years. So like... <laughs> <laughs> like we had those silly Bushism calendars everywhere, man. Those things were yes, on sale in I, India. I definitely had one of those, yep. <laughs> Anyway, everybody needs to see a little bit of little little bush. Um, here's another take. Um, this these episodes with Peanut Hamper, you kind of leave the whole Exocom civilization, you know, newly founded and upcoming and sentient, and you know, finding their place in 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 the Federation and whatnot. And the only things that we see about them are, you know, this 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 selfish uh, self absorbed one. So. In in that sense, hopefully they are redeemed in future Star Trek uh, situations. Uh, yeah, I, I I think I could see that kind of angle. Is is we we see someone trying to to redeem the name of the entire civilization uh, in opposition to uh, Peanut Hamper, but yeah, he's he's damaged him pretty bad. Yeah, this is. I mean, I mean, we were able to bring back the Empress, so who knows? But the Empress did not sleep with Rada and then betray him. Well, but she also went back in time or something, and uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe there's a double betrayal that happens uh, that when, would, once she doesn't you know, have Burnham with her. You know, that would give me a lot of respect for Mike McMahon if he made fun of Discovery's redemption of the Empress through Peanut Hamper. Like, basically go back to the, the portal and do it that way. That's, there we go. That's that's the lesson. <laughs> that's the you, you heard it here first. Yeah, right. Um, all right. Well, uh, that's uh, that's us done with the aerial, aerial, uh, the uh, aerials. See what I did there? Anyway. Um, any, any other final points on this episode, guys, before we move on to ratings? I, I uh, am unsure of what Lord X has in store for us in terms of inappropriate episodes in the future. I anxiously uh, await. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, oh, one other point. Well, uh, Peter Happer calls the Ariel. Now, see, I'm actually legitimately confused that time. Ariolans? Ariorans. Ariors. The Ariors. Ariors. Yeah. yeah. She calls the Ariors a poor man's Alorians, uh, which is referring to the bird species that 
was like briefly in the animated series, was never given a name, and then they showed the like a bird couple arguing in an episode of Lower Decks at one point. And uh, and they were also they were like in an aviary in that uh uh space station chase scene, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this in and and over here now, they're finally given they they were they were non-canonically known as the Alorians, and now canonically, because of Peanut Hamper's lines, they are known as the Alorians. <laughs> <laughs> because the Ariors are the poor man's Alorians. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, brilliant. Anyway, alright. Who wants to give a mathematically perfect redemption a rating? Who wants to stick their neck out and go first? Strange you rating, y'all. This one's particularly strange, I think. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. I will, I, will, I will start. I will give it... Um... 6.5 um stars <laughs> oh you didn't go there yeah th- yeah, no, you, I did. yeah i <laughs> first time I didn't this go. feels like a betrayal <laughs> <laughs> oh my god then i'll tell you why because um yeah, I don't think I wanted them to do something. Like, the Mugada one was... was It was just right. This was kind of all the play. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think I'm in a similar headspace. I, I think... Uh, s- yeah, uh, seven? I, I, I'm, I'm, like, honestly not even sure how, how to rate this one. But, yeah, it, it's... Uh, huge huge respect for for totally going there uh they they're they are i i love that this team is like the moment something enters their mind and like i mean we have to do it (laughs) yeah um see i'm conflicted because like i i enjoyed again the experimental part of this but i do not ever want to watch this episode again i don't think i could do it i couldn't sit through it it's just too much like it's like it's it goes like a little too far at times and i just i can't deal with it like the whole portrayal of rada like i couldn't sit through that again um <laughs> but at the same time like you're saying it wasn't like inherently bad like that's not because it's bad it's just because it's, yeah it's the it's the so yeah i it just exists outside of our rating systems maybe <laughs> it really does it really does doesn't it um yeah, I'm gonna go six point four five because I feel like I'm kind of <laughs> right in between where the two of you are, so it feels appropriate to do that um, instead of going with an independent rating of my own. Oh, jeez! Oh my god! And next week is cr- the 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 sequel to Crisis Point, so let's get ready to have a controversial hour and a half long episode, guys, uh, where we <laughs> where I just steamroll everybody with my negativity. Um, gonna try not to do that next week and we've been we've been having very quick episodes so let's let's keep up with that trend uh next week maybe let's try to huh yeah let's do it okay any other final notes before we end the episode this week guys i think i'm moving on to the next yeah (laughs) well i'll just give a shout out on our star trek there was a person who is partially blind who showed herself doing a and a blind endorian cosplay from strange new worlds at uh new york comic-con it's always great to see Star Trek finding ways to make people feel included and represented and have the, and give them an opportunity to participate in yeah that's in, awesome in what we do as Star Trek fans so I'll just end on that note all right well Rudy Adam 
Thank you. I feel like these these are the moments that make, you know, sometimes we have episodes that we're less excited to talk about or bored with or whatever. It's these moments that make it all worth it, in my opinion. So thanks for joining me for this conversation. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, thank you, Bill. Thank you, Emily. Hopefully, whatever it is y'all are doing, it's a good time. And y'all are you're enjoying yourselves uh, as and much as we have today. Thanks for bringing us here, Natch. <laughs> Of course, of course. I always want to talk about nozzles and pieces. Um, and thank you, just Jusugua, oh, for recording our theme music. We always appreciate hearing you strumming away at the guitar. And thank you, dear listeners, for making uh, us a part of your week of podcast listening. We always appreciate you, you putting us in your podcast rotation. And special thanks this week to, again, just Mike McMahon and team for going there with the dialogue and not like... Just, just put laying it all out there, much like Rada laid it all out there for Peanut Hamper, and uh, yeah, I, I don't think I'm gonna be able to scrub the memory of this episode for quite some time. So, thank you for that. All right, everybody, see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.